the sharks are out there. If you see one, I mean, you can kind of just push them away with your rod handle. I was like, you want me to do what? <laughs> if I see a who? I had a traumatic experience when I was in eighth grade. Traumatic means I saw a shark while I was in the water, and it scared me. It was traumatic. <laughs> you watched Shark Week, and it scared you. That still does. I love <laughs> Boom. Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. Today is Monday, August the 10th. Uh, we are in the office for a little bit, uh, and then we're doing other stuff. Um, did you say, so Jordan, I remember, like, when we dispersed last week, you were going to, it happened to fall on the same weekend. Like, you were going to the beach, and then I was going to Dolphin Island with Gary. But both of us had proposed or had planned out fishing excursions. Yeah. I should say. Very different approaches. Yeah, I was doing surf fishing. I was doing whatever Gary and CW told me they wanted to do. I was told we was going to be wade fishing and then, uh, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. But how how did your expedition go? (laughs) Well, the first morning we started fishing. I was uh, me back. I was on a family vacation too, so yeah. it's not just a fishing trip. But uh, first morning, we went out there, me and my buddies, Philip and Perry, and uh, of course they didn't have no fishing poles, so I had to share mine. Did you expect them to have fishing poles? No, I didn't. Okay, I figured it. But anyway, we get out there first morning, and uh, water was crystal clear, like clearer, clearer than I've ever seen it down there. Like six or seven foot visibility. Yeah. I did not have the right equipment for that clear water. Like you have to go minimal, like like thin line. Yeah, yeah, because like, I can see really yes. well. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting out there with braid and 25 pound fluoro and. No bueno. Yeah, but anyway, I get out there. I'm trying to, cause I I was gonna film it. I did film some, but like I was trying to figure out how to do it, cause I had never. I watched a ton of fishing videos, you know, surf surf fishing and that whatnot, and, like, I was trying to figure out how to do it and make it look worth the crap. That's what, I ran into similar struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Me either. You you put me in a deer stand, tell me to go film a deer hunt, I can do it with my eyes closed. I can't, I'm still wrapping my head around this fishing stuff. But, uh, anyway, it's a good test run, but first morning we get out there, water's super calm, like, I've never seen waves less than six inches tall on the Gulf of Mexico beach. Yeah. You know, we were at Perdido, Florida. Yeah, just not like, I know what you're talking about. Usually like, they're a couple feet tall, you like, know. You can see waves, but not nothing no, like it was flat. Oh, it was just glass. It was flat. Huh. So, uh, get we my. We had that too, but I guess we weren't that far from one another. Though, no, like thir- 30 minutes. Yeah. But uh, I get my surf rod and I got a pompano rig on, throw it out there, some fish bites on it, and, uh, we hadn't been standing there for maybe 20 minutes. I was trying to catch some ladyfish that were bumping on the top over there. And, yeah. Uh, just fiddling around with them. Couldn't get them to bite either. But uh, get a hit on my surf rod. I'm like, all right, we got a bite. <laughs> get get the reeling on it. Get him up to the bank. Got me a pompano. First one ever. Is it big? Or how big was he? I mean, he's legal. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how big they get. I, don't, I mean, I don't think they get huge. Yeah. I've always heard they eat really good. Yeah. I, 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 I skinned him out. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but uh, throw surf rod back out there, and about 10 minutes later, we catch a little whiting, probably 12 inches long. Yeah. And that was it. That's it? That's all. The whole time. The only thing I got in all week. How much did you fish? The whole time? 
uh, two mornings for three, four hours apiece. Hmm. Maybe there's something going on because, man, like we fished our tails off. Yeah. Uh, so to set up what, what we had going on. So I drove down. Jordan was invited on this trip. Like we'd planned this. Like So we went turkey hunting, me and Jordan and Gary Stanton. Um, if you haven't heard us talk about Gary before, Gary is uh, part of Muscadine Bloodline. We struck up a relationship last summer when they came on the podcast, and then we ended up going turkey on with Gary. Now everyone's friends. It's a happy story. <laughs> Yeehaw, blah, da, 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 you know. Um, and so Gary was like, man, we're going to go fishing this summer. And so the weekend that he ended up he'd be able to go is when Jordan had this, this family beach trip planned. So he couldn't make it. So I ride down there solo. Meet up with Gary and his buddy CW, uh, who's from there, and let like let me tell you. So it, it was very obvious right off the get go that this CW cat knows what he's doing. Like he's from down there, yeah. you know. He he knows what he's doing, knows the area. I mean, like we'd be at, like running the boat, and I don't know where in the world I'm at. You know, I can't see anything. Like if I look this direction. As far as I can see, I can barely see there's some kind of land over there. And, like, so, so it's normal for you. Yeah. But C, <laughs> but CW is like, well, there's this spot over here and this spot's over there. And this. And I'm like, how in the world do you know where you're at right now? We're just in wide open water. But yeah. I guess just, you know. From it's be- just like learning, you know, a hunting place. I mean, you, you figure it out after yeah. you've been there. Yeah. Well, it's just like us at the Biloxi Marsh down there. We've been there so many times. Like, you know, we can go get on fish just about every time we go. True. And that's how – so he he knew what, you know, new spots. I mean, we was constantly on stuff, doing stuff. But, man, it was slow. Just the fishing was slow, slow, slow. The water yeah. – and I, I, it's funny you say that because I do remember we'd pull up some spots and – uh and CW would say, man, I've never seen this water so clear here. Or yeah. I haven't seen it this clear in, in a long, long time. I mean, I've surf fished a good bit over the last five or six years. And, yeah. like, I've never seen it that clear. Yeah. Like, I was wading out chest deep and could see my toes. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. That's clear, clear. Yeah, for down uh, there, I mean, you go down farther south Florida, it gets clear all the time. But yeah. usually up there, closer to the... You know, Mississippi River, you get the more it gets muddier. Yeah, we um see we tried wade fishing, which is a brand new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Never tried, never attempted. I've, I knew, I mean, I knew about it, but I, I just never done it. All the trout fishing or red fishing I had done been out of a boat. Yeah, uh, and that was pretty wild. It's pretty. I, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit eerie for me because <laughs> I, it was, I'm just being truthful. Because like, uh, I mean, like we're like CW is like, hey man. Just before we know, I mean, like, the sharks are out there. If you see one, I mean, you can kind of just push them away with your rod handle. I was like, you want me to do what <laughs> if I see a who? So listen to this. I was uh, wade fishing, trying to catch some ladyfish because I wasn't catching anything else. Yeah. And uh, I was probably belly button deep, and a bull shark about three feet long comes swimming right by me. Nope. <laughs> That's a negative. I just kind of stood still and let him go on. Mm-mm. Negative, Ghost Rider, negative. I didn't see any, thankfully. I did sit, I can't, dude, I don't, uh-uh. I don't, I had a, tra- mm-mm. I had a traumatic experience when I was in eighth grade. Traumatic means I saw a shark while I was in the water, and it scared me. It was traumatic. <laughs> you watched Shark Week, and it scared you. That still does. I, look, man, I, it's probably like, it's, it's probably how it actually happened. It probably isn't how I remember it in my head, because I know it was, you know, 
younger memories, you tend to over-dramatize things. But as a, I think I was like 12 or 13 or 11, I don't know, somewhere in there, 10, 11, 12, something. I, I, I thought I was about to get got by that shark. But I didn't. But anyhow, I've been petrified of them ever since. It's like a bear, man. You just kind of play dead. Yeah. Don't move. I, th- I, had, I, t- I told, I was walking, I was like, Gary, I'm going to try this weight fishing thing, but I'm just letting you know if I see a shark, you're going to see a whole other side of me. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> because, and it wasn't like I could just go jump back in the boat either. Like, we we anchored the boat, and then we probably waited. Like, we was probably... You should flail around like a dead fish. That's a good idea. Sounds like it will work. We're probably—I mean, we're on, we're probably two hundred yards from the boat, so I mean, and it wasn't like I could just go ah and then jump in the boat. Uh, the other thing he said was like, "Be careful where you step. Try to, you know, mostly slide your feet when you're walking because you don't want to step on a stingray." I was like, <laughs> uh, "It sounds like to me you're just listing off reasons I should stay in the boat, you know." But. <laughs> There was uh, that's the that's the sketchiest it got. Well, one time when we were fishing, like right when we started out that morning, we hadn't been out there about thirty minutes, and I see a dorsal fin pop up like thirty yards away, and I was like, <laughs> and then, but it only took me like fifteen seconds to realize it was a dolphin. I was like, okay, you cool? They can go on too. Yeah, f- dolphin flipper can stay. I don't. Know. I hate them. So well, I know they mess the fishing up, yeah. but I don't <laughs> see them as a threat. So I'm like, well, you know, I'd rather deal with shark than I had them. We did have a. Uh, like I was walking one time and this stingray come right by my feet. I'm talking like I mean, and he, I didn't almost step on him. He just come swimming by, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't even know what one of those would feel like. I don't want to find out. They're they're like rubbery, like same texture as like a shark. Well, I'm talking about if one stung you. Oh, that was hurt. If he stingrayed you, you know, yeah. stingray. I, I did say I think it's an eagle ray. It's about six foot wide that jumped out of the water. Oh, really? That's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I know the so the coolest thing that i got to do is and you and i have talked about it before not on this podcast but both like you and i have talked about it, like how cool the whole triple tail fishing and sounds. we've tried just no we, luck we have attempted um and we didn't like i said the fishing was slow triple tail fishing as well but so for y'all that are listening a triple tail obviously is a saltwater fish uh and just the way that you go about fishing them is crazy to me. It looks like a gigantic bluegill. It really does. Like big bluegill. Yeah. It, I mean, it really they look very, very similar. Not so much in coloration, but just kind of the shape of their body yeah. and stuff. And their, even their eyes kind of. Yeah. But, um, and I don't even know. But they'll swim up to the top of the water or just below the surface, you know, a few inches below the surface. And they'll hang out under cover. They turn sideways too, don't they? Yeah, something. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes, yeah, because um, that's what the, a guy was telling. Like, and, and what? Because here's what we were doing. Our our main method of trying to find them is we would get on a line of crab traps, yeah, and ride and look at the the corks, you know, the floating corks, and say. And the guy was like, "Man, when you see a big one, you'll be coming up on a cork from those crab crab traps. You'll be like, man, there's a garbage bag in the water right there, yeah. and there's a big old triple tail just sitting there floating.' That's pretty cool. But what uh, CW told me too is the the crab trap method or finding structure look at methods kind of the the go to because that's kind of a known spot. He said sometimes he said they'll be he, they call them free floaters, like they'll just be out. Really? Yeah. And he said, uh, I mean, like if you have a boat that has like a really high, you know, what do you call the thing? Crow's nest? I don't know. A tower, a tower. Up to, a tower. Yeah. Uh, said you can get up there 
and you see for a ways and you'll just spot one yeah and it'll look you'll you'll see something white because when they're up in the sun for a long time they'll turn a white color hmm. but he said he said some of the biggest ones he's ever seen hadn't even been on structure they just been out huh but it was wild though so you'd boat up to these things did y'all catch some called uh three two three but it was it, it's any I've found any kind of fishing where you can see the action, you can see it go down, I tend to like it. It's yeah. like that marlin bite last year. You know, you see him doing the thing. Well, this one, like I see him floating. And he was on a crab cork, and uh, he was just chilling and flipped that shrimp out in front of him. You gonna, He was very adamant. You want to flip it a good bit past him. Reel it to and him. And then reel it to him. And then when it gets in front of his face, just stop and let the shrimp kind of – swim around and usually they can't resist it and i mean he as soon as he got in front of his face you see him kind of the the fish kind of was like oh then he how many casts it take you just one really yes i'm proud of you. just one because that's what he said. he's like man a lot of times you got to make you get like one chance yeah because they'll dive they'll be like see you yeah. go down go back deep that's cool it was wild it was a, it, it's a it, I mean, it takes a lot of time, especially if you're not seeing a whole bunch. You cover a lot of ground just riding, looking, yeah. looking for a floating fish. I know we did it with Eric, what, two years ago. We didn't ever find one, but shoot, I bet we stayed running 25, 30 mile an hour for an hour and a half. That was the, yeah, that's the process. Yeah. We covered a lot of ground looking for them. Cool. So what's interesting today is what we're, what we're about to do when we leave the office. Yeah. It'll be, <laughs> I'm, I'm eager to see how this plays out. When Jimmy Primo says he wants to go fishing, you make an effort to go with him. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're going red fishing with our buddy Travis. Well, yeah. uh, hey, I guess next podcast will be with him. Yeah. We're uh, bringing our equipment down. and Yeah. Uh, this dude, he's he's the real deal. Good captain down in Dulards, Louisiana. And, and that's, the, I know this is kind of the long, like the long-winded way to go about it, but uh, we've had a fair amount not a fair amount a lot of folks talk about wanting to do fishing related podcasts because mm-hmm. i mean i know we kind of talk about hunting year round but not too many things you can hunt right now we're getting nope. closer to that time of year and so we're like we fish fish a lot to. <laughs> or I, try to i enjoy fishing as much as i do hunting yeah so uh yeah like so we're jordan like i said he went fishing this weekend i was fishing this this past weekend and today like i'm going to meet up with pop and we're going to meet up with you and Jimmy, and we're going to ride down there and take us a fishing trip. Yep. We, uh, hopefully, the wind won't be too bad if uh, if it's under, you know, 10 mile an hour. So we'll be able to run out and try to find some speckled trout, too. So Yeah. I know we can find some redfish. They uh, seem like they're pretty, a little bit easier to find this time of year than trout are. But yeah. the biggest thing with trout are the winds, you know. If mm. you can get out there with low wind, you can find them, find some birds find some birds there's like that whole inshore fishing world is just still wild yeah to me. and what we're talking about finding birds like a lot of people i didn't know this till i started inshore fishing i didn't and uh you know even people that do it a fair like once or twice a year they don't know what you're talking about when you're talking about birds but like when i bought my boat i had to kind of figure it out do it on myself you yeah, know yeah but uh when you you just ride in these bays and stuff and you find you'll see a big flock of seagulls or you know different types of diving birds yeah or, you know uh, seabirds and they'll be diving on shrimp yeah and uh where there's shrimp there's usually trout game, below game them, fish yep. yeah I'm, i did that the first time i went down uh with ben 
when we were fishing with Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the craziest thing because I heard the same thing he kept talking about, look for birds, look for birds. And I'm thinking, like, why in the world I'm, why am I looking for birds? Yeah. And uh, then he explained it to us, and we ended up finding some that evening, just some seagulls just die-bombing into the water. We're like, well, that's what he said to look for. We threw in there, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's the trout. Yeah. And it was crazy cool that's well, it's probably one of my favorite things to do is go trout fishing i love it like, yeah I'm, I'm addicted to it for sure it was uh i learned um i'd never free spooled for trout before if you were uh, with a croaker yeah 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 that's what that was cw that was his game that's what that's he liked to do that's how you catch big trout that's what he said yeah and catch a big one he did you know i mean that's and even when it was slow the ones that we caught were pretty quality you don't catch them like we do down in louisiana you know like just uh, quantity, but you catch a lot better quality than yeah. the free spooling. Yeah, I mean he's catching big, big trout. Yeah, so that was wild. It was we. It was trying to get a feel for because I I'd never done that. Yeah. You know, so it was it, different. It was learning curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the thing, like one point of concern here for me on this trip we're about to embark on is. Jimmy, my dad has never hung around Jimmy for that much extended <laughs> period of time. So I'm a little bit nervous for just because I don't know. I mean, I don't just don't know what Jimmy's going to say. Jimmy has no filter. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm like, hmm. I got <laughs> it's going to be a good time, though. So I guess we're finna, finna load up now and go, you know. Yeah. And, uh, soon as we get done from this it is go time for deer prep deer prep yeah i mean like i talked to brad yesterday and brad was like we gotta get some work done at the at you know yeah at the at the kudzu <laughs> we gotta get some cameras out i said we this got- is your job like you're staying you're staying at the new camp i've been and, working yeah have you getting cameras out no what have you been doing trying to clip food you need to find us some de- you need to find us some deer to kill y'all already know where they are you do yeah they're in the woods they may not be. They may be in a cutover. They, they were in the woods, too. They may be in a food plot. Uh, there ain't no food plots right now for them to be in. They may be in an opening. They could be in a food plot because uh, the they, ones that I haven't clipped yet, they might as well be bedding areas right now. They may be in a kudzu patch. They could be in a kudzu patch. <laughs> That's where I would be. No one would find me up in there. I'd be hid. Well, I'm ready to get loaded up and go. I'm ready to get loaded up and go as well. Uh, before we do that, we neglected to do something at the beginning of this podcast, but we're not going to ne- neglect to do it. We'll just add it in here at the end. The things going on at Primo's right now that y'all need to check out. One, Outdoor Channel. New episodes are airing. Uh, yesterday was the first deer hunting episode. Yep. Uh, and so there will be new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, there's well, the big, the big we times. We are going somewhere different on the episode tomorrow. Oh snap! We're going to Kansas. Kansas. That's been. I don't. I wonder how long it's been since a Primo's television episode has aired on Outdoor Channel, deer hunting, where we weren't hunting at Cottonmouth or somewhere in the southeast. We hadn't left the southeast for deer in a while. Been at least six years. Yeah. So. Oh, Kansas rut hunt. That's a good one. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. So there's Outdoor Channel, uh, and then there's the Primo's YouTube channel. There was a, there was a big stir last week because we you know we've been talking about the new episodes that come out every Tuesday now. Yeah. And uh, the the episode that aired last that came out on YouTube last week was the Saga of Rocker. Yeah. So people liked that a whole whole lot. Yeah, I got uh, several 
or comments about it. Yeah. It's good stuff. For and, for good reason. And so And this week should be good too. Yeah. I think it's uh a sauna rocker, right? I think. Maybe. I don't remember. But it'll be it'll be up tomorrow. Another one of the deer we chased around for a while. A long, long, long time. Yep. Finally got him, took a while. Uh so yeah, check out Outdoor Channel, Primo's YouTube, and then still primos dot com. Uh the web series is there right now. Don't don't sleep on that. It is good stuff. Um as always if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send them in. I, I would anticipate normally with it with us getting closer and closer to actual hunting season, there's been a little bit of upstep in uh hunting related inquiries, trail camera stuff, yep. you know, bow hunting, archery, all that kind of stuff. So don't stop. Don't hesitate to send them in. Hit up the Primo's page. Hit up Jordan's page. Hit up my page. It doesn't matter. The most important thing is is that you don't hang on to that question. You just go ahead and ask it. But that'll be all for today. As always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.